It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Telly, what y'all know about Broken Wings? It's a great song. That's a, an amazing song. <laughs> Speaking of Broken Wings, <laughs> we've been talking about open marriage and uh, the criteria of what that means. And would you be mm. open to have it? We've got Black, oh, Black Conscious decided to join us this morning. What? It only you took know, three days, I was DT. like, I think he was going to just, you know, stay loyal to Mel and not participate okay. in my show anymore. But right. he's he's here. Good morning, Black Conscious. Are you serious, Queen? I no, I'm DT King. You. I'm not serious. I'm DT King. Get it? But don't bump. Well, DT Queen, yes, I got love for you. I just had to, you know, let you get your feet wet and find out how it's going, and then I chime in. Okay, well, I appreciate that. Hello, Thank you for that. This morning, knowledge yourself to you, DT, and my brother T. Who almost had cussing the last time we was talking last weekend. I almost had him, DT. I almost had him. You almost had him. Save those moments I when I'm when him. I'm here. I love Telly. Yeah, we'll, I'm just we'll, trying to get him to we'll be a little bit more liberal. <laughs> well, good luck with that. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yes, Black Conscious, what's your comment or question on Truth Be Told? So as I hear as I sit here and ponder over your question. I was thinking, like, wow, that would be great. But then I came to realization, I can't deal with one of you through menopause and the other things you go through. Could you imagine two of them? No way. <laughs> Don't hold back. Tell us how you really with, feel. I got I to say no way. <laughs> trying to, try to be in tune with your feelings without you telling me about your feelings and give me all that. Then you, you talk about doubling that or maybe even tripling that? I'll pass. Okay, well, Black Conscious, do you think that you're a – walk in the park every day too like you know your your lady may not well, want hold on we're not talking about me okay we're but talking about the concept of having multiple partners in a marriage you say or a relationship that's just cheap well I, I would i would prefer we stay in the married lane so if you're married yeah and are you open happen. are you open to open relationship and if you are would you be open for someone of the opposite sex to be a part of the, and I'll use Jada Pinkett's word, entanglement. Listen, and have Will come up and slap him some, or meet me and Will slap him some? No. I think it's just very interesting. The man that slap. No. I, I just think it's very no, interesting, I, Black Conscious, that I, I, it's, it seems to be a common thing. Um, because the way that Miss Judy broke it down and the way that heads were nodding in the studio and the way that Telly was like, I don't want no parts of this conversation. <laughs> That's a very yeah, bad. Telly and I is being very truthful. And the people who are nodding their head about yes are probably not married. Okay. 
Yes, because it's not and just that easy. And like you said, Black it's Conscious, not, it, Kelly, it's when not. you add somebody, you're adding something that's going to complicate things. So, so do you think you could add somebody and things Judy, just going to go smoother? Judy did not sound like she was living a complex life. And Judy she, is one person. Well, I'm Denise. just, but I'm, you just right. made a general statement. Yes. So I'm just saying that yes. for not everybody, adding someone into the, the marriage is, is complex. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yes. So, now that is true. So you will be. You will be adding additional emotionals, emotions, additional hearts, uh, uh, feelings, and things of that nature, as well as the medical aspect of it. So, nah. You, when you say I'm medical, good. you mean like sexually transmitted diseases? Is that what you mean? No, no. I'm talking about more like, you know, the cycles that women have and the things they go through, you know, I, I mentioned menopause, you know, because I'm a little older. And, well, you do realize um, that if you're, you're literally and existing. And as well as menopause, there's a menopause to that, too. Black conscious, I, that's a little insensitive. Yeah. That's a little insensitive because you're making it seem like, like you don't even have to go through menopause. You don't have to go through menstrual cycles and you're just like, yeah, you know, I don't want to deal with a woman. who. And it's like, how do you think we feel? No, 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 no. I didn't say I didn't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it times two or three. I'm okay dealing with the one that I am familiar with, that I have come to learn and accept. Well, Black Conscious. Another addition, another addition to that. I, Hell no. I've so I apologize. We have to break because we have another thing to do. But thank you for calling in. Thank you for sharing your perspective as always. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. We're going to take a break. We come back. We are going to speak. You want to stay tuned because we're going to speak to an excuse me educators credit union representative regarding financial literacy. You do not want to miss this. We're going to lean in and really ask some questions around how we can continue to advance and grow our financial wealth. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth. It's time for Truth Takes, a thought-provoking commentary on the new 1017 The Truth. Here is Tory Lowe with his truth. In 2014, I was given critical information about the leg crisis going on in the city of Milwaukee. The information was shocking and disturbing, and I quickly began to use social media to spread awareness of the dangerous effects of lead poisoning, especially when it comes to children. Many families began to reach out saying, that their child had been exposed to lead with some with lead levels as high as 57. At the time, I didn't know how blind the community was to this issue. I didn't know how many lives were being destroyed every day by being exposed to lead poisoning through paint and lead laterals. The more I pushed for transparency on the issue, the more pushback I received from the city and those who were simply ignorant to what was happening in our community right under our noses. Lead poisoning can lead to reduced IQ, learning disabilities, decreased growth, hyperactivity, and poor impulse controls, and even hearing impairment. This is why lead exposure in children is especially concerning. Lead exposure at young ages leaves children with problems like learning disabilities, ADHD, and impulse control problems, and those problems cause them to commit crimes as adults, particularly violent crimes. Is it a coincidence that violence is up at an all-time high and our communities are suffering from a lead crisis? Hmm. 
You tell me. I say we need to fix these lead laterals right now. This has been Truth Takes on the new 1017 The Truth. Listen to the Tory Low Show weekdays from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Stop everything you are doing and grab a pen and notepad because Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is about to take you to school. Financial Literacy School. Financial Literacy Month on Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is sponsored by Educators Credit Union. Achieving more together. You heard the man. That's right. Welcome back to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. And April is Financial Literacy Month, and we are pleased to be joined by Victor Frazier from Educators Credit Union. And Victor, glad to have you in. We look forward to having these conversations with representatives from Educators all month, every Wednesday on uh, Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. And Victor, let's get right to it. Why should someone have an account with a financial institution? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. That is a great question to start off our series with. Number one, you're building a relationship. That's the number one thing I want people to take away from that is having an account at a financial because in your financial life, just like in those big areas of your life, right, like medical, right? You're going to need somebody to go in and face-to-face talk to and walk you through some of those things because finances can get really tricky for people. And a lot of people might not have that foundational knowledge about their finances. So you want some FaceTime, right? You don't want to just be able to look at a screen or reply to an email, which is very you know one-sided, right? You can't really get into the meat of it, right, in an email. So it's really nice when you have an account in a financial like a credit union because then you can build that relationship. Something goes wrong. You make a mistake. That person knows you. They know your situation. They know your background. They know your struggles. They know your story. So they're able to step in and help you out and maybe see things and point you in a direction that you may not even know was going to be helping you financially. So that's why it's really important for people to establish a relationship with a financial institution. And nowadays, there's so many other avenues to move your money. You have Venmo cards. You have Cash App. You Mm -hmm. have so many different things, yes. but is, is Cash App a good idea? Uh, it depends on your situation. I'm not going to bash the app, but one thing I think that a lot of consumers have forgotten over the last 10, 20 years is here's the simple thing, folks. Convenience costs you money, right? Vemo is very convenient. Cash App is very convenient, right? But there's some fees involved. Sometimes you have to wait for Vemo to get your money. Cash App, customer service, what I've heard is not the best. Something goes wrong. You got to wait a minute. You got to reply to an email. You can't just call up somebody, customer service or up from Cash App, right? That just doesn't happen. And when you're having that relationship with your financial institution, like Educators Credit Union, we really pride ourselves on our member service. That's one of the things that we're all about because you're a member owner of the credit union. We're here to serve you. We're here to help you out. Cash App, they're there to make money, right? And that convenience is how they're making the money. It costs you money to be that convenient. Is it possible that we can instill a, a law to say that your kids can't send you cash app requests? <laughs> can, can ECU help that? I, I wish. Because I if I right? get one more, 
New phone, who this? Right, okay. Oh, yes! Because, Victor, here's the thing. Whenever I, when I was growing up and I had to ask my parents for money, it was a congressional hearing. It was like, why do you need it? What are you going to do with it? When are you going to pay, pay me back? back? <laughs> Here's the interest rates. My oh, dad, man. it was like not even. And, the and that Fed. Was, you got the Federal Reserve on you. Victor. And so now with these kids of mine, that when they send me Apple Pay or Cash App or Vent, there's so many different options. Yes, yes. They only have to communicate. Speaking of which, this is new to me, Victor. So I'm so glad that we're going to be talking about this as it relates to financial literacy. Pay on pay cards. Can you first... Just help us understand what yeah. are pay-on-pay pay cards, and then is it is it good for me as it relates to getting paid from my job? Sure. Some employers nowadays, instead of going through setting up getting the employers a check or setting up direct deposit, will pay people on these loadable pay cards. And so every week that you get paid or every other week, you get loaded up on your card. And that's it. And everything is on your card. I personally don't think they're a good idea for a couple different reasons. One, it doesn't instill any sense of savings. We all know how teenagers operate, right? Swipe, 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 decline. Okay, put that back. I'm moving on. Adults, too. Yeah, there are a few. <laughs> that's out, that's out familiar. I was about to say, man. Swipe, swipe, yeah. swipe, 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 Right. I was like, that's not like my love language. Swipe. Swipe nation. Um, so a lot of people don't really get the mechanisms behind that, right? So they just don't establish a savings account. Everything that's on that card is on that card, which is really dangerous in a security aspect as well. Anybody that has a teenager in their life knows they're famous for losing things, right? They lose that card. Now they have to wait to get a new card. There's little security around that card. So anything on that card, if you lose it on you know, the afternoon, somebody might pick it up and start to use it. So how do you get your money back? And now your employer has to give you a new card. They could take a week, two weeks. Now you're without any cash at all. So again, going back to that relationship, it's not a relationship. It really benefits the employer, not the employee. So I really encourage people mm. that, especially young people, like it's, we're coming up, getting ready to look for your summer job. Get an account established now. Know your routing number. Know your account number. Many times your uh, the financial institution will give you all that information at account opening. So day one of your job, do you have an account? Yes. Here's my information. Here's how you can pay me. Don't give them the option of how they want to pay you. Mm, be financially I empowered. Say, this is how I want to be paid. Here's my account number. Here's my routing number. And there's where you can send my money. And I always uh, like to sell people to, um, not sell people, but tell people to put it in your savings. Mm -hmm. Have the direct deposit go into your savings and then carve out a little bit to go to your checking on that debit card so you can spend. Because if it doesn't go to the savings, it ain't ever going to get there, right? I love how Victor just got yeah. so gangster with it. Yeah. You don't tell me how I'm getting paid. <laughs> I'm telling you. But Here's no. my ACH requirement. Yes. I love it, Victor. That's Victor we're not for... falling for the banana in the tailpipe anymore. It's a new day. It's, I love we're, it. We're joined in studio by Victor Frazier from Educators Credit Union, dropping the jewels on yes. how to manage your money, what to do, especially if you're a young person and you're getting these pay-on-pay pay cards and when you looking for your summer jobs keep all that in mind you have rights you tell them how you want to get paid victor another question for you the use of all your electronic services from your financial institution how yes. important is that along with being able to come in physically yes a lot of financial institutions now especially educators really have kept on point 
with all the electronic trends that are out there. So make sure that when you're opening your account or take some time and explore your financial institution's website so you know all the electronic services that are available and out there to you. A lot of times they're designed to help you out and make you more financially empowered. Like a great example is my uh, credit union educators, we have the Remind app. So what it does is that it sends me a reminder every morning in a text message of what my balance is in my checking account. So I get a text message every morning, 8 a.m., ding, hey, Victor, here's what's in your checking account. So I can start my day. Okay, well, nope, no Starbucks today. You know, and you can have be on top of it instead of having to look or any of those things. You can set reminders of when your bills are due, when your deposits are made. Also, you can set up automatic transfers to transfer money into. So make sure you're taking advantage of all of those um Things that are out there. One of the new ones, uh, it's not really new, but we just changed the app up. It's our card valet, which everybody lives on their debit card right now. Who has cash? Nobody has cash anymore. It's one of those things. It's dirty. It, yeah. Nasty. <laughs> I was a teller for many years. I know. <laughs> Some days you're like, ooh. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't want to touch that. Uh, but it will actually send you a message like, hey, you were just at the gas station. Here's how much you spent. So it's really a way of staying on top of your cards. Everybody is really super sus of like their debit card being hacked or being used. This app helps you monitor it. I had friends um, that had got their cards hacked. What they do now is they keep their cards turned off like all day long. Their cards are turned off. And then in the app, you can go on and turn your card on when you want to use it. They use their card, turn the card back off. So if something were ever to happen, nobody can access their information. And I do a little something on my mom. She don't know this. She doesn't listen right now. Um, it's a really good babysitter for my mom, too, because like I'm on her account so I can get messages like, oh, OK, she's over there. Yep. OK, she's over there. And then I have all the stuff turned off that I know she's never going to use. She's never going to shop online. Turn all those merchants off. So it's a really good way of, again, you being financially empowered and you taking control of your money, not just like, oh, I hope I am going to be okay if something happens. Wow. I was so unaware of all those security I was measures. Too. Yes, This yes. is so helpful, especially with regards to visibility, because now there's so many subscriptions that I tend to forget about, and mm-hmm. I'll receive these notifications that say, thank you for your payment. I'm like, payment for what? <laughs> thank you. I'm like, oh, it just in Apple, because yes. Apple has made it, it's, it's kind of like a blessing and a curse, because you have your wallet, your Apple wallet, and you have all your debit cards, but it also allows... Like your subscriptions to just get your money mm-hmm. and you forget that you even subscribe. So I, I so appreciate yeah. you sharing this feature around just awareness and being setting up notifications and knowing like when you get to a certain amount yes. or whatever. That That's that's what we need. We need to definitely make sure that we are aware in this age of digital banking and online banking. And Victor, look, you seem like you really know a lot about finances. Thank you. I'm from Southern Indiana, so I'm going to ask you one more question. Okay. Let me hold something. <laughs> Can I hold something? <laughs> do you know what that means? I do not. That's a new I, one for me. You never heard that before? No. Truth Nation. Yeah, tell me. The Truth to Talk text line is 833-212-1017. I'm, I'm going to tell you what it means, but I want to see if, if anybody else has a more interesting response. What do you think it means? Uh, Based oh, on the context. I think hold your money bag. Close. Okay. It means basically I want to borrow without paying you back. <laughs> let me hold oh, something. Okay. <laughs> let me hold something, Victor. Because when somebody says let me hold something, they're they're basically letting you know up front, this is a loan 
But they're never going to pay back. But I'm never going to pay you back. <laughs> so let me just hold it. So it's not a loan. Right. <laughs> but By I'm, definition. But, I pre- yeah, but I'm presenting it like it will be. Let me hold something. But it's not. So no. it's a donation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but donations. <laughs> donations sound so one-sided. Right? <laughs> well, then, I need to be philanthropist of the year based on all the donations that I have submitted to my kids in the okay. past week. I should get the Nobel Peace Prize. You got that site prize. I can apply to. I can get on the list. You know what? I like your style. I'm trying to get on yours, Victor. Shoot. Victor Fraser dropping the jewels about your finances. If he's from Educators Credit Union, and April once again is Financial Literacy Month. Victor, we thank you for yes. coming in Absolutely. and sharing all the knowledge sure. and. Every Wednesday, once again, on Truth Be Told, we will be joined by a representative from Educators Credit Union. And uh, and get your pads and pens out because you can learn some things. And today, what we learned, Denise? We learned to make sure that you go into <laughs> your HR office and tell them how you going to get your money. Bam. Bam. Thank you, Victor. Thank Victor you so also much, told us, too, about how... How important it is for you to be to have an account with uh, a financial institution, and, and you're saying it way more eloquent than I am. No, no, no. I you said it. it the way you said it. <laughs> it's all good. But no, no, no. We are definitely going He's about to, to drop a four syllable word. I know. I it's am coming. not. I am not. <laughs> I, I think I'm actually supposed to be going to break. Ben, am I going to break? Let's go to break. All right, that's what we're doing. You're listening to a Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Oh, yeah. Chose me. Cut down. Pouch across my body, this is not for fashion. This is not a playground, ain't no fist fight blasting. Said they looking for me like I'm not right here, man. If I tell it, tears, I'll be crying to my bed, man. I'm trying to, f- I've been inside for 13 years now. I've been on so many flights, it's like my record's clear now. AKA the man, AKA I never ran. Don't make me turn this red light on your head like you Roxanne. Welcome back to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. The black-owned business give back is back. We have again teamed up with Associated Bank to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five black businesses each quarter of 2023. To sign up for this incredible marketing opportunity, visit blackbusinessgiveback.com. That is blackbusinessgiveback.com. Let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure on the truth for official rules. Head to blackbusinessgiveback.com. Associated Bank member FDIC. Wow. It has been quite the eventful show today. Uh, We started off talking about the election yesterday. There was a huge election in Wisconsin for the state Supreme Court seat, Janet Protosawitz. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> one, she was elected um, 
District 1, 5, and 9 common council seats were open. District 1 with David Boeing and Andrea Pratt. Andrea Pratt was declared the winner of District 1 common council by 17 votes. Wow. One seven. And Telly and I were just talking about this yesterday, the importance of voting. Further proof. Further proof. Further proof. Every vote counts. Uh, it is still up to David Boeing to request a count. And some more to come on that. We also talked about Monique's revealing during her latest Netflix comedy special that within her and her husband's open marriage, which has been public for many, many years, that she has apparently uh, come to completion with her sexual orientation as a bisexual woman. She wants to sleep with women. And so we presented the question and I learned so much. Shout out to Judy that called in earlier, man. Judy took me to school. <laughs> and of course, on the Truth Nation, talking text line 833-212-1017. We had a number of responses coming on the text line uh, that basically said, as long, the, the men said, as long as it's a woman, I'm okay. Now this one, <laughs> Dwayne said, no adding more than one black, no, no more adding. One black woman is enough. Forget you, Dwayne. Should be honored to have three, four, five black women that want you. Forget <laughs> you. No, I'm just playing. You, you feel how you feel. I respect that, Dwayne, because Lord knows I don't need two of y'all in my life. I don't even need one of y'all right now. No, I need and want black men. Let me say that because I know y'all be quoting me. Denise said, yeah, and tell watch come what on you now. said. Right. Just, you know, hold me accountable. No, no, no. You I know. need and oh, want we will. black men. <laughs> let me be clear. I need and want black men. Now, let me tell you what especially I need and want from black men more than ever. This is so necessary. Now, before we get into this next conversation, and again, the talk, the truth talk and text line is 833-212-1017. Angel Reese We've heard her name throughout the week. She is the LSU, Louisiana State University, star forward that recently won the National Collegiate Athletic Association NCAA championship. And Dr. Jill Biden, the first lady, invited both LSU and Iowa, the team that lost, which traditionally only the winning team is invited. But we've got some audio from an interview that Angel Reese did yesterday during a podcast. I want to play this audio for you where Angel Reese is talking about refusing not only the invitation to go to the White House, but also refusing Dr. Jill Biden, First Lady's request to enter the locker room prior to the championship game. Check this out. She came out with that statement this morning. We made a couple, a, a lot of phone calls, and that's why she wants to come out and apologize. But at the same time, the damage is I don't done. accept the. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't accept the apology because mm. of you Jill, said what you Jill said. Biden. Yeah, first the, lady, the, the first wife. Lady. Yeah, you said first what you lady. said, and you, you meant. What I you said what I said, and like yeah. you can't go back on certain things that you you say. I mean, you felt like they they should have came because of sportsmanship, right? They can have that spot. Like, we'll go to the Obamas. We'll, we'll, we'll see, I'm going to see Michelle. I'm going to see Barack. Hold on, hold on. So, did, 
did you guys speak to the first lady? No, apparently she was supposed to come to our locker room before the game, but we said no. Before the game? Yeah, they were all. she was supposed to come to our locker room and go to Iowa's locker room. I don't know if she talked to the, the lock, them. I don't know if she did, but we said we didn't want to. We didn't, we didn't want her coming Why? to the locker room. I think Joe Biden had put somebody else to win a national championship. He didn't even put us on his, his bracket to get out of Baton Rouge. So I was like, bet. Oh, you weren't even bet. on the bracket. We weren't even out of – no, we had – we were only, We didn't even get out of Baton Rouge. I think that he said oh, we were going wow. to lose to Michigan or something. That's why she came out with that statement. So, again, what you heard was Angel Reese, uh, Louisiana State University forward, um, who we've heard about over the past few days. If you want to hear the full interview in its entirety, it was this was just yesterday where Angel Reese sat down with Brandon Marshall and Ashley Nicole Moss uh, during the I Am Athlete YouTube channel. I am athlete, uh, for lack of better words, podcast. So this was her first sit-down post-championship interview and that you just heard. And again, you can watch it in its entirety on YouTube on the I Am Athlete YouTube channel with Brandon Marshall, Bear Down, and Ashley Nicole Moss. Now, Telly, here's, here's my position because what has bothered me is that over the past two days, the focus has been on what Ashley did, you know, her her uh, unsportsman, woman-like behavior, etc. No one is talking about, from my lens, this is my point of view, she has not been celebrated for her greatness. No one has asked her, Ashley... What are you going to do next? I'm going to go to Disney World. None of that. It's it's all been controversy. And it seems to me that when black women in this country are up for greatness, it always has to be a controversy. It always has to be a deflection. It always has to be a distraction. Let me just explain to y'all something, because I know that Ashley comes from a younger generation because she's made it clear that they have declined the invitation to go to the White House. They they are not going to the White House. A lot of the comments that I've seen on platforms such as the Shade Room that have also published this interview have been very generational. A lot of people are saying, you younger kids, that's that's how y'all roll. You know, you're you're woke. And other people from from older generations are saying, I would never refuse an invitation to go to the White House, period, regardless of the circumstances. Fine. What I don't appreciate is that no one is talking about the negative impact that this is going to have on this young lady's psychological, psychological and physical well-being. What do you mean, Denise? I'm so glad you asked. What Dr. Jill Biden did was a great example of unconscious bias. From her lens or from what she was saying is that she wanted to invite both teams because both teams represented great sportsmanship. When we know that the majority of the people that play for LSU's women's basketball team are black and the majority of the people that play for Iowa's basketball team, women's basketball team, are white. The underlying message was, even though you won, and again, Telly, I'm not an athlete, but I know the commitment, the dedication, the sacrifices that comes with being an athlete. And Ashley, excuse me, Angel, Reese has dedicated her entire life to this sport and to now win the national championship 
and the highest viewed women's national basketball championship in the history. This is what she has to go through. 9.9 million views. Being called monkeys. Being called a thug. Being called violent. And even though she appears to be strong, this is where the microaggression and the unconscious bias have a way on you. Let me just give you a quick example really quick, Telly, and then I want to get your perspective. I remember the first time I experienced a significant microaggression. I was a senior in high school, and I'm just going to call it out. See, that's why you should have never gave me a show now, because see, I'm about to start letting people know. I went to a William Henry Harrison High School in southern Indiana, Evansville, and the principal at the time, Walt Lewis, and the assistant principal, John McWilliams, called me to tell me that I would not be allowed to attend the senior class trip because during the graduation ceremony, I wore a kente cloth. Um. And when I walked across the stage, I was told that I threw up a gang sign. And I was not allowed. A, a gang of one? I'm sure you weren't in a gang, so. I, you already know. I, yeah, but go ahead. <laughs> then fast forward. And I'm giving y'all. And so that right there indicated to me that no matter what I said, no matter what I did, because I did not throw up a gang sign. I don't even know how to throw up a gang sign. I can throw up a couple of signs, but it ain't gangster. <laughs> it could be perceived as gangster. It Tony. may be. It may be arthritic. Right. Okay. <laughs> And then I want to fast forward to another situation where it just really hurt my feelings. I, it was February, and I'm going to say it was probably about 2004, and I was working for a certain company. I'm not going to say the company's name because I now Go ahead. Nah. It's the truth. Put them on blast. Because <laughs> actually, since then, they, they've been a client of mine. <laughs> but I don't hold them accountable because it was this lady. That's another thing. Y'all quit hiring people to manage people that don't like black people. But I'm sure that's not revealed in the interview process well, when they're telling them, like, well, oh, by the way, you I know, don't like black people. No, no, no. Uh, hey, uh, do you like black people? Yes or no? Uh, but here's the thing. You <laughs> can ask questions. I'm glad to see why y'all trying to be funny. I'm glad you said that because you can ask questions like, give me situations where you've managed different people, different races, ethnicities, colors. Yeah. Give me examples. Like, what does that look and feel like for you? You can ask that question. Yeah. And if they say, um, probably don't, you should probably be prepared that there is going to yeah. be some challenges. But anyway, no. so it's Black History Month, and this employer was recognizing and so we had a potluck where we brought in traditional African African American cuisine. So I brought in mac and cheese. And you know how black folks we it's it's not it's more like it's cheese baked. and mac. And yes, it's baked, it's yes, layered. Yes. So I bring it to the office. Now mind you, this is for Black History Month. The manager at the time, white woman, says to me, Oh my goodness, if I take a bite of that, I'm gonna have a heart attack. Mm. Okay, fast forward one month later, Tony Smith, one month later, it's St. Patrick's Day. They have a potluck for St. Patrick's Day, mm-hmm. which is an Irish yeah, American crowd. What, what did she bring in? She brings in one of my counterparts who happens to be a white woman. She brings in this fried corned beef casserole dish. I mean, it was like corned beef, but it was like a casserole had... It was just as if not more uh, unhealthy than the mac and cheese. The white manager, she was like, oh, my God, this looks amazing. This is so delicious. I could just eat the whole bowl. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) I 
I share this because the fact that Tony, I know I had called in yesterday. I was I was I was heated because <laughs> just a little Tony, bit. <laughs> to say the least. Ain't nobody talking to you. I was, I was scared to come in today. I was like, whoa. Oh, you mad at me. Oh, t- Tony strolled in That's here. That's why I'm late. I was like, He's I, praying. I was reluctant to come in. He was praying. Well, I'm glad that you came. It's always good to see you. Um, I, I was I was upset because we're not talking about more than what she did, the impact that it has on black women in these types of yeah. situations. And and whether or not she demonstrates it, Tony, I can tell you as a black woman of 47 years almost, it is so exhausting. It is so exhausting when you deal day after day with microaggressions, unconscious bias, especially when you're at the highest, the highest moment of your career, which Angel Reese is. And she's got to have these conversations versus being interviewed about what she's accomplished. Do you see what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's unhealthy. And we yeah. need to be more. And shout out to Shay Shay, Shannon Sharp. Shout out to Charles Barkley and other black sports, black male sports journalists that have spoken on the behalf of why this was not cool. So I'm going to yeah. stop and get y'all's perspective uh, uh, on this. Okay, I, I will start off by saying a lot of what you're talking about, Denise, is because you have experienced a lot of this. You've seen it for so long. Where Angel, this may be the first time she's had to deal with this in such a public setting, meaning to feel like people are attacking her and not may necessarily not know how to respond. And like you're saying, you're talking about the lasting impact this can have on Mm -hmm. her psychologically. When you're in the moment, we don't know what the impact will be that's lasting, but it's just a shame that she is having to go through this. So, and that's and, what and I want to talk say, about. And, and yeah, and you were saying, you know, you're you're saying that me and Tony were kind of laughing about, uh, you know, there's not going to be a line that says, "Do you like black people on any application?" We know that because. Most of the employers are white, so they're not concerned about what psychological impacts that you may have because it doesn't even cross their minds. I'll give you something else that doesn't cross a lot of people's mind. So you had a tournament, an NCAA basketball tournament that uh, had 68 teams on the men's side and on the women's side, right? You had all these games, not one black play-by-play guy in the entire tournament, no one says anything. You know why? Because the people that pay attention to that are the black play-by-play guys who aren't getting the opportunities. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? What do you do? So my point is there's a lot of things that is going to happen that we don't have people in those positions that's going to help impact the the trajectory of the results, meaning Okay, yes, they're attacking Angel, but they could care less about the long-term effects of it. And that's the thing that we can't as as but Telly, as black I got, men. I, did you want to I don't care about them. I'm talking about black people, black men, black us as a community saying that this is wrong and going back to the earlier statement. Yeah, if you work in a predominantly white environment, of course they're not going to have a question saying, um, have you worked with black people before? But there are questions that you can ask during the interview to gauge, is this person I'm going to report to that's going to manage my performance, manage my merit increase, is this someone who has had 
experience or embraces difference when it comes to racial but, or but, cultural but, sensitivity. But, 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 I but what Telly's tell saying, uh, Denise, is that the person conducting that interview, they have to care about it. And he's saying they don't. I get that's, it. That's that's what and he's saying. So it's not going to be on there. They're not going to. They're not going to try to probe. They're not going to try not, to figure it out. I am not Tony focusing on those individuals. I'm talking about the people that do have ears and do have voices that want to be heard. All I'm saying is this: I would much rather us focus more on the impact that this is having on her. Whether she wants to talk about it. and going back to your other point, Telly. When you said this might be the first time that she's experienced this at a public setting, whether it's public or private, from the time, and again, I, I cannot say this with 100% confidence, but I can say this from my lens. As a black woman, I was first introduced to how being a black girl is viewed compared to being a black boy or even a white girl or non-black. Trust me, that stuff starts as early as kindergarten i remember you told me when you bit the bit the little Shut white up, kid telly you i got a memory denise so. Tell me, shut up. <laughs> biting uh, it, was but no, but no. it wasn't a legend bite <laughs> yeah, we'll have to tell the story bite. later the teeth, the teeth marks in his skin could have been there before my teeth so so here's yesterday when when uh denise called in and jumped on me what was going on was we were just talking about the actual incident and you you called in and you were talking about reactions to it and, and what people were saying about it. So that's that's the first thing I want to clear up. It wasn't it wasn't we were having two different conversations. We we're on we we're on something else. And I just said uh afterwards, I don't know if you heard, but I was just telling them like we had talked about it, tell you and I, uh and Tori Lowe talked about it on the show. Like as a black person in a certain situation, you got a responsibility. Like you can't be the one to screw up right now because everybody's watching you because you are in that situation. And what Telly said about Angel never being in situation, none of those girls were because ain't college women's college basketball ain't never got this much attention, even leading up to the game. No, I agree with you. I'm saying like, so not, they, not at this extent from the public, but she trust me, she's experienced microaggressions or unconscious yeah, bias. Hundred percent, but just before not, she may not, may not but, have but, even known it. But yeah, this is you're a different right. level because now you got people who don't even know. It's coming from everywhere across the country. That's a different. That's a different level. That's what I'm it. saying, Tony. It's so much pressure. It's like. You know, I, I wish that we could start talking about the mental health infringement or the infringement upon this woman and other black women who experience this on a day to day basis. Just, you know, when when Beyonce wrote the song, break, you won't break my soul or break my soul. Man, I totally understand. I don't even know that's what she was referring to. But it's like every day, Tony. Every day, Telly, when you go through something like that, and I'm not saying black men don't go through it either, but I'm just speaking it from the point say, of view. He's talking like we ain't black, Telly. No, well, we, we know what's going on. Yesterday, around here. I was starting to question. <laughs> we know what's going on. I around was here. like, is this Tony Smith hey, or I, uh, Antonio Smith? And I, I don't know what what Telly's talking because what I was saying yesterday, Telly, was that I said, listen, if Angel Reese was on my team, uh, she would get it talking to for doing that. We we don't taunt after the game's over. The the taunt is the taunt is I won the game. You would be her coach. That's it. I would be her coach. I would be like, yeah, that's different. Come on, like we don't do that. Angel. I'm talking yeah. about. We, are, we already. You won. don't have to. We already won. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, over, but let Angel. me ask you a question, Tony. Coach Tony, would you go in the locker room after you're coaching me on why that was wrong? Would you say things like, "Look here, little monkey girl, this is what you should not. have done." Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not. You're still talking about reactions. I'm talking about when you're in the moment and you have that. Listen, the, you got to know that uh, Caitlin Clark was bringing. A big time attention to women's college basketball. That's what was going on. LSU, South Carolina, they all mad because Clayton Clark's getting all the attention. 
Well, why wouldn't she? She broke the individual record for scoring in the tournament, men's and women's. So she's going to get attention. Somebody's doing something crazy, they're going to get attention. Uh, Kimball Walker, I remember, was getting the same attention when he was when he was running through uh, the NCAA tournament. So I'm just saying you got to know, all right, now it's heightened eyes. But, again, you're talking about somebody young, but that's on her coach. Her coach has got to let her know that, listen, we're in a different world right now. Everybody's so let's, watching. Let's say Everybody's that. Everybody's watching. Let's be on our, you know, let's be on our best behavior here. Let's not do nothing crazy. Give people a reason to take away from what we did. Like you said, you should be talking about how we won. But you ain't because something else happened. And you I, get, I get don't that. give anybody the opportunity to say yeah. nothing else about how except how we won the game. I, I know we got to go to break. I just want to, and when we come back, I just want to get some final perspectives from both you, Tony, and Telly. Is I get everything that you're saying. And I know, Tony, you're a former professional basketball player. You've guarded Michael Jordan. You you know the the ins and outs, especially when you make a mistake like that and you have a target now on your back because of your race and your gender. When we come back from break, I want to talk about, so dear black women, please, please call in because Tony and Telly, they just teaming up on me, y'all. I want to talk about (laughs) the psychological impacts as well as the impact this is going to have on her physical ability and how she shows up in future games. This is The Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on the new 1017 The Truth. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. And now I'm here, and you're sitting there cold stairs, wishing we was here, when back then I'd be right there, but I had a little dream myself there, cause you never could've. And ever since, I chose to stay true. Say motherfucker, me, no motherfucker, you, you couldn't trust me, I couldn't trust you, but you never should've. Truth be told, with DT and Telly, we've got a special guest. He typically, or normally, is my fav- one of my favorite people on Earth. Oh, come on now. Because ladies, just just in case y'all haven't seen Tony, Google him. He's fine. And y'all know I love looking at fine men in the morning. But yesterday... You you literally look like um, the bottom of my shoe. That's how mad I was at you last night. I know you're mad. She was calling. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yo, I'm separating two things. I can compartmentalize. You look good, brother. I need you. I to, know. To... I can compartment. I told you. I do not agree with people calling her names and people uh, acting a fool about something she did. Like I said, if I'm her coach, all I'm gonna say to her is like, "Come on now, Angel. We don't we don't do that. We 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 just won. Yeah. Let's celebrate." We ain't got to go rub it in nobody's face. Yeah. Me, You've you never let, seen a Don Staley coach, right, I mean, player do something like that little, because Don knows you let him do that. how important it is. It, it is for you to behave properly on the court and off the court because they know they are looking at them through a fine microscope. Right. So can we, and I'm just asking, this is not a rhetorical statement, can we place some accountability on the coaches of LSU? Uh, yeah. Oh, no question. Kim, okay. Kim Mulkey should have had them prepared that going into the game. Just, all eyes are on us right now. Like, we got more attention than ever of women's college basketball. And then my next question Let's is, go. do you believe that there should be some type of cultural, and again, I'm just asking, cultural sensitivity training? Because we've been getting some feedback. To who? Thugs on Twitter? You can't. You can't they control call that. this woman a monkey. But you can't control them. Everybody, people are gonna be knuckleheads, Denise. That's no, what no, that I'm is. not talking about the, the, the people who said it. I'm talking about the impact on her. Like, give her some. some I know, the but players. Sarah, who are you, who are you trying to control saying stuff? Though I'm not trying to control it's anybody. It's I'm knuckleheads to, on Twitter saying stupid I'm stuff. I'm trying to address the fact that this is having a impact on both her psychological, emotional, and physical well-being. I, I get that, but stay off of Twitter. 
and don't listen to the the. This don't listen. Don't Twitter. listen. Well, she, wherever they are, whoever we were talking trash, don't listen to them. Hey, you can't control Trump. Trump out there saying stupid stuff still. How are you gonna control some you, knuckle, you some regular old knuckleheads? You can't control what people say, but you can control how you react. When we come back, because right, what? Why are you why are you shaking your head? Because and, that's ain't no it. Ain't no coming back show. today. When we come back tomorrow, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Women, over. ladies, please call in tomorrow because these these men right here, when we when we turn off the radio, I'm going to give them some words I can't say on air. Love y'all so much. Please tune in tomorrow, same time, same channel. This is The Truth Be Told with DT and Telly.